Hi everyone, in this episode of So What Did You Do? We're talking about how digital tech can be a force for good with Rich Strachan of Three Sided Cube. It's really good to actually finally catch up with you and it's been a long time in the planning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for um, agreeing to do this. Now, That's a pleasure. The, the long and the short of it is that I'm trying to speak to people who um, are basically having a direct positive impact on people, society and the environment. Okay. Um, which is why I reached out to you because it seems that you're doing that. Um, and I was just wondering if you could just, you know, introduce yourself and what you do, um, you know, and give us a bit of an outline of everything. Cool. All right. Uh, so, hi, I'm Rich Strachan. I'm the CEO of Three Sided Cube. Uh, we're a software uh, agency uh, based in the UK. Um, and I guess where we're a bit different is that we're very mission-led. So our mission is to change millions of people's lives for the better. Um, and that's, yeah, that's co- kind of quite a highfalutin uh, uh, ambition, or it certainly felt like that when there was uh, sort of 12 of us in a, that's when we first came up with that particular um you know, the why, if you like, the why we exist. Um, the, the famous why. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So we were kind of, you know, before that, we were just sort of cracking on as a as a software agency, uh, you know, and then it was, you kind of had that thing of, okay, we probably need a proposition and we need to understand why we're doing this. Um, and yeah, like I said, it, it seemed like quite a, quite a, um, a lofty ambition if you like when there was when there was 12 of us but we we knew we could do it because we already were um and it it kind of um basically what it really brought home to us is the power that you have when you're delivering software or you're working in technology um technology is a massive driver for change it's a huge driver for impact and that's true if you think back across all of sort of human evolution the big uh changes that have happened have happened because of the introduction of a, a new technology so whether that's right back when the you know the first primates started picking up sticks and rocks and using them as tools it had a huge impact on the way they lived their lives and the way that they um you know the impact they had when they could start uh you know tools led to farming so farming led to communities it stopped as kind of hunter gathering it it started to um mean that we could coalesce around towns and villages and things like that and then when you look at it throughout you've got like the printing press uh you've got the industrial revolution in our lifetime or certainly in my lifetimes not everybody's lifetimes but in my lifetimes uh you've had the impact that the internet's had and what what that's done to uh the way we live and then you know the mobile phone had a huge impact on the way that uh, we exist and we, um, you know, communicate with each other. And the way, the sort of thing we always, I always say is that the technology itself is agnostic. It does not care how you use it. They're inanimate objects and it's up to us how we use it. So yeah. if you take the printing press, that can be used to print whatever you want on it. You could print the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, you could print Mr. Tickle, you could print Harry Potter, or you can print Mein Kampf or Nazi le- le- leaflets and literature or you know whatever you want to do with it. The printing press doesn't care. It will do what the human being wants it to do. And that's true of, of, of all technologies. So uh, with, with software, really good example of that, I think, is social media because that can be a hugely 
positive tool. Uh, you know, you look at things like the Arab Spring and that sort of democratization of information and the ability to freely pass um, uh, information around. So it's a hugely positive impact on uh, kind of those uh, environments. But then you've got the flip side of it. You've got uh, fake news and it's very easy if you can spread information to spread disinformation and then you end up with Brexit and Trump and all the horrible things that have happened uh, you know at the back of that um so yeah is it, we take that the fact that we're producing software and we're putting uh, mainly mobile apps we're, like 90 percent of the work we do um is mobile application technology all of it ends up on a phone in some point because we do web stuff as well um you're, you're you know you're, you're putting that these devices are i'm sure we all know very personal to us and 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 are pretty ubiquitous so if we're the work we're producing is ending up on someone's phone and we're looking to um uh, you know impact their lives you should do that in a positive way right you should you should try to leave the world a bit of a better place than than you found it so um we take that pretty seriously so that's that's where we um that's where our tech for good ethos comes from and and we've had a fair chunk of success over the years doing that so your your ethos what what was the catalyst for it um you're saying you're you're obviously an established tech company before yeah. this this change and then you had what was it an epiphany or well it, it wasn't a, it wasn't an epiphany as such so i'm i'm the ceo i didn't found the company so our founder's a guy called duncan cook he started it as a uh web it was originally a web if you go way back at company's house it's free side cube design limited we were originally web designers that's how he set it up um and then um almost like all of these things it's kind of serendipity um the app store uh was developed and and released by apple um and we uh released a couple of apps on the app store and saw they took off. So back way back when in the early days before the app store had however many billion apps are on it now, uh, you didn't have to release anything too crazy to, to be able to have quite a hit because the, you know, the, the hardware was way ahead of the software in terms of penetration. Um, so we had a couple of hits um, uh, with that. It did, did quite well. And one of the big um, uh, successes we had was with the British Red Cross, uh, which you all know from kind of most people know them from the sort of high street stores and it's where you go and take your clothes when you're when you're sick of them um <laughs> but you know they, they do all kinds of different things they're part of the 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 um uh the federation of red crosses so we we produced an app for them which was a first aid app um and that was really really popular and then um uh, the americans saw that and said oh well we should do something similar now the american red cross is and we didn't realize at the time is a huge organization. Um, like they're the biggest charity in the Western world. Um, and they took our app, released it over there. And when you've got that kind of uh, brand behind you, that just really, really took us to another level. Um, so we, we were set up originally as a, as I said, as a technology company. And then we got to a, uh, a position where Duncan was kind of like, you know, I like making, quite cool shit and I like I don't really want to run a company that looks complicated and you know it's a bit of a uh, you know we, we we were sort of growing so that's where I my past is in uh, I've always worked in digital since the what 
98 i think i think i worked out the other day actually the first website i ever put live uh, was 25 years ago for a, for a client which kind of makes me feel very sort of long in the teeth um but and i'd worked in advertising for about 15 years and i'm not saying i needed to cleanse my soul uh but the advertising world is great it's a very fun place lots of very creative and hugely talented people um but i was working uh i used to work on a for a large uh, games developer account actually and um we were there was one night where i was sat there with uh kind of these i had a team of developers that were were working on this uh uh, site and it was to the idea was that over a weekend if you downloaded you you had to sign up for a code and then if you got that code and you put it into your game you would get double experience points for this special weekend right right which like you know it's not really (laughs) so we had to build this site but it had to be it was just after this was back in the day i don't know if you remember sony playstation got hacked and there was a massive like um, security for everyone suddenly gave a shit about security uh i'm sorry we're worried I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. It's all right. It's a grown-up thing. Okay, right. So suddenly everyone gave a shit about security. So it was like, right, this has got to be the most secure thing. So we were working with these kind of – we had a German um, uh, security expert who was working with us because this was pan-European, and then the client's American. And I'm sat there at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I've got this this American guy losing his shit at me about uh, something or other, you know, and then yeah. working with these German guys. And I was just there and I thought, if this is like to get an extra type of gun in a fucking, what what am I doing with my life? You know, this is stressful, it's annoying, and I'm, I'm kind of done. So I was looking to do something that was a bit more, that had a bit of meaning to it, you know, that I, you know, this is, this is pretty cool stuff that we can build. How do we make an impact with it? And at that point, Duncan was looking for someone to come in and uh, uh, run the agency. So, Looking at the, we had some great clients in the for good world, um, and that is one of the big things that attracted me uh, to the opportunity. So, and then when you come in, you have a look around. What are we good at? Uh, and I, as I, you know, you have the whole um, like most startups go through that thing of to start with you're just thinking about how I'm going to pay the bills, but then you get to a point of like you know what's why do we want to do this? And what I it was just like, well, what are we good at? What what are we good at, first of all? What turns us on? And everybody there gets turned on and gets excited about the stuff where we're having real impact and we're changing people's lives. And we used to get – we do an app for um, – again, the, the, the Red Cross that is uh, – it's a disaster. Um, it's called Emergency. And what it does is it warns people when there's a natural disaster that's going to come, um, like a hurricane or tornado or flooding. Right. Um, it sends a warning to them, alerts them to the issue, and then tells them what they need to do. Uh, and then when it hits, um, it also um, uh, directs them to shelters or it keeps people safe when there's a when there's a disaster hitting, right? Um, and it's been going now for eight years and it's it's a really uh, big deal but this is so you know way back when um 
that was having real impact. And we used to get feedback from the users that uh, particularly because um, hurricanes are kind of interesting because they're sort of slow moving and you've got a bit of time to work out what to do. Tornadoes are really dangerous. Like in the Midwest, a tornado can spin up and then within five minutes it's torn your house down. Um, right. We would get feedback from people saying, you've, you know, you've literally, this app saved my life. And that was when we were like, at our best because you you really care about it you um you want it you, it has to work it's not like you know if it uh, hopefully it will it will work out so that was when we were at our best and that's and our that was what was driving people to join us was that you know that kind of stuff so it was like well let's just do that let's forget all this other stuff that, that that's there you know we we had some fintech projects and stuff like that so forget that we, we don't want to do that we want right. to do this let's just do this right um, so that's kind of what what sort of drove it and since then having that focus is it just it it's great because it means that you you it's very once you're kind of really mission-led you recruit people that who are mission on the same page they want to do the same thing so you never it makes everything so much easier i think so you were saying that um that you all decided was that like a across the board um decision or was it uh you know it, we're thinking of doing this what are your thoughts no nah, it was it was very much do you know what interestingly um it was very much a kind of uh we it it wasn't it, it we it was we were going that way anyway do you know what i mean because it sort of happens naturally that we were good at it you have success with it and then you get a bit of a heritage in it and that means that more people want to do this, a sort of similar thing it wasn't yeah. a um but we it was it was a you know a, a top-down thing a little bit if you like because we decide we had to make the decision as a um uh you know as a board to say look we we're going to we're we're going to turn down this other stuff um and probably the biggest the biggest pushback did come from the commercial side of the business going are you sure like and are it was sure? like no we're gonna that's what we're gonna, gonna turn do. work away exactly, exactly that right and we had we did have a little period for i think we did um maybe sort of 6 months or something because we used to have these these laws for <laughs> how you would pick a project and it was um and we had this sort of one that was a bit of a get out that was well we'll do it if it means that it pays for the other stuff or something like that and it was a bit like wow that's just <laughs> you can argue that for anything right so you should get out a jail free card oh excellent we got some work to pay the bills ex- exactly exactly absolutely exactly that but um uh you know, we are, as I say, we ran, we ran it like that for a little while, and in the end, it was like, no, let's just just stop it. We we're just going to do that if because yeah. we, we all meant it. You know, what I mean, we all want to do it. It's what it, the reason, the biggest reason for it was. It was literally that. What do we all want to do? What gets us out of bed in the morning? Just, and it's that. Um, and then once you start doing it as well, what you find is that in in this uh and I, well to be honest i couldn't speak for other um sort of sectors and industries because i don't work in them but in in our in the for good world there's a couple of things one is that people want to work with people people that are into this and they're very mission-led want to work with other people like that because they get it and they're like-minded and they're they're, they're equal um and then you also they they smell a rat. If, you, if you're not being on it, you can spot it a mile off, you know, if someone's just coming into it because it's... The it's absolute clarity, isn't it? Um, it's 
sounds like it, by the same dynamic it's absolutely um, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah i was what i was going to say was um it it's like the the employee buy-in of or the you know associated buy-in of people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it um which obviously is a another sign yeah. of cynicism but I, I i get the impression that that's absolutely yeah where you're coming from that sort of angle it was that uh an inspired thing by him yeah totally i mean you know you mentioned simon cynic if there's one thing that i um you know the fact that i talk about the why and the how and the what and stuff that is it's my advertising yeah. background that was his thing right that he was the guy you know that we've all seen that ted talk right and it kind of changed your life but it is also um and again you know I, it's, it's it's different strokes for different folks for me personally i know that um I, 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 I'm, I'm terrible at the bullshit side of it. I just, I, I'm not very good at it and I can't stand it when other people do it, you know? So, and I know that's sort of something that everybody says, but I genuinely, I'm just, it's basically because I'm not very good at it. Um, and it's funny because I, I say we've just, um, when we recruit, um, people into like the, the, the commercial side of the business and we talk about, uh, pitching and, you know, when you're selling stuff, and the, the example I give again, you know, I, as I said, I used to work in advertising. When you're working in advertising, if you've got a pitch, we used to have it was like a full on yeah. production. You know, we used pitch to have like dress rehearsals for it, and all this stuff. And it's because you've got you've literally got to learn your lines, and you've got to. Le- and I'm like, you, we we genuinely don't have to do that because we just telling people what we think. Like this is, you know, you've come to us. You're, we're the experts in our particular. We always, you know, we're the we're good at doing software. You know your domain. We're telling you the thing that we think you should do. We're not lying, so we don't have you don't have to practice it if you're not making it up. Do you see what I mean? You just you just talk about it, and it's it's it just makes life so much easier. It's that old adage of if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you're saying. Exactly that. There you go. Um, that it, that that is it. That is it. If you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember. You just what did I and what bullshit did I say churn the other day and what did I say I was going to do and yeah exactly oh no but we've said that so we can't do this because all you're doing is making f- maybe it's because I'm lazy but I just <laughs> well you know I don't want to have to think too hard about yeah. what I've said to people and what I haven't said because I, you know you just it's like yeah. you know, life's too short man so and and you it's. You know, because we turned down, or certainly um, when we started doing the transition stuff from being like a generalist to being just in the for good space, we used to turn down. A, it was at one point we were looking, it was about 85% of the leads that came in wow. we would say no to because they weren't for good. Now, actually, where the our marketing's got better and our brand awareness is better, we get less of the people don't bother. They're like, yeah. oh, they're not going to want to do this you know that because because we're we're better at communicating it so it's so it is less but it's still about half i, I would say um sort of 50 to to 60 percent we turned down but i suppose when you've got a strap line tech for good it does sort of uh it's quite a good filter really yeah, it is but you'd be surprised at the people that that think do you know what I mean? They'll be like, well, it's for good because we're, and the, you know, the, the hoops stage, the mental gymnastics people do to fit things into a particular space is quite interesting. Actually, it's, it's a really interesting challenge um, uh, for us. It's, it's, we did a, we would uh, did an event 
last week and it sort of came up as well that how you know tech for good what does that mean right, okay. who who decides who does pick whether it's good or not you know and that's a really interesting uh kind of area i think because you you sort of do in the end you're like well we do we decide and we we have to make the choice um and and that's really that's really tricky particularly when you look at the amount of greenwashing and stuff like that that goes on picking your way through to know and then to decide well if like is this good is it good that h&m sells some yeah. like ethical clothing and but or are they just doing that to flog the rest of the rubbish that they say or how you know it's really it's a it's kind of a tricky one to pick your way through yeah i think it, de- it depends on what you define as good really doesn't it um and i mean exactly yeah. Um, with this, like with this podcast, it was about you know it's with people who make a direct impact. So I've spoken to um, the CEO of um, Olio, who obviously their direct impact is you know saving food waste or you know reducing food waste, and then yeah, another yeah. company that um, they're a charity who recycle wood and upcycle it and use it as a tool to reskill and reintegrate people who are on the margins of society. Um, and what you seem to be doing is, although you're, you are, it seems like you go through people like the Red Cross, but it is your actual product yeah. that is enabling them to have this positive impact. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we, again, when, um, one of the, one of the one of the decisions that um we had to make um was as well whether we wanted to just do agency or whether we used to right. develop our own products as well um and sort of take those to market now that is it's a that's a, that's a really interesting space to be in and it, and it, and it can be you know cool and you've just listed a, a few guys there that um we funnily enough olio were at that event that i was um all oh, right on the panel that, that i was talking about earlier on um and you've got guys like there's uh we were talking to uh beagle button who are really interesting it's a chrome extension that um you install and then it it uh, offers you ethical alternatives to things you're going to buy. So, you know, you're on Amazon and you go to buy some toothpaste and uh, Beagle Button will, will uh, suggest you an ethical alternative, whether that's from animal testing or whatever. And 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 they're incredible what those those guys are doing. What we had we were trying to do that a bit. We had a various different uh, cracks at it. But what one of the things we identified. Um, pretty early on was look the six the real impact if we want to change millions of people's lives that if we want to have that sort of level of impact you can if you get a brand like the un so we do we do some work with unhcr um and unesco so unesco is a really great example if you get a brand like unesco and stick that on your product that the reach that has is way beyond trying to build our own thing so we could have built the three-sided cube hurricane app and we could have marketed it and done you know whatever but and we may you know we might have been lucky to be looking at kind of a couple of million people using it whatever we built it for the uh, red cross because of their branding um we got like within we had quarter of a million downloads the first weekend it came out part of that was because 
uh, Sandy was due to hit a couple of weeks down the line. But so you just, it goes like that and then it just catches fire. And now it's in 87 countries and it's, you know, 55 languages and all the rest of it. And it's like that to the chances of doing that without a huge brand behind it is is pretty small so but i suppose you you get their experience as well and their insight to because you'd have to then go and investigate and research it all yourselves where you've got a a library of this is what happens these are the problems that exactly. occur these are the challenges that everyone faces exactly so that. Yeah, you know that and that those the the people we deal with, and it's not just big NGOs that we deal with. We we deal with smaller charities as well, and um, you know we do some government stuff that's um, that's pretty cool. But they have the domain knowledge, so they under so we work with the Child Brain Injury Trust. They know about well, I don't know anything about child brain. Do you know what I mean? But it's a really vital charity. They provide they're providing parents with uh, vital information about what's the impact that their child's brain injury is going to have. And, and it's, it's quite a longitudinal effect that that has on, uh, on a child and the parent. Um, but what we can do is we can build a, a, a tool that they can use to be able to give that information to the parents when the parents need it over a, like a 10 year, um, uh, time period. They can't, they, they've got no way of doing that. Um, um, so, it's together that we can we can build that kind of uh, we can build that tool that can ha- that can you know change hopefully have a massive impact on the way uh, you know that that parent's bringing up its kid and 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 the rest of it. So I think there's loads for us. Um, you know, one of the things we say impacts team sport. It's not we no one individual is going to solve any of these problems. If you look at the big problems facing the world i mean we've all been through it recently you know very close to home with climate uh change and and the impact that's having on um you know we're we're starting to definitely feel the impacts that way ahead of time that's not one thing that any certainly no company is going to solve it and no government's going to solve it on their own it requires a huge collaborative effort um and the more people you can pull into this stuff and you know, as I said, we're we're great at building great software that people love using. That's our thing. But what that the the contents within that and the behaviours it's trying to change or whatever. That's there are other people that are much more expert at understanding that that can help us. Um, and it also means, I guess, I suppose I'm a bit of a what's, the, what's the, I'm trying to think of the dog off up that gets distracted. You know, it means that we can deal in lots of different, we can have impacts in lots of different areas, um, which kind of is it keeps it super interesting as well. Yeah. It broadens the scope of what you're able to achieve because you're not having to focus primarily on on everything external to just the app or the, the technology itself. Yeah. And what's what, what I think is um, really it can be can be really useful as well is as I said so we we work with um, you know we'll be working with UNESCO um, on their ocean decade project so we're doing a bit of uh, ocean climate stuff uh, UNHCR we're dealing with refugees and they have a unique set of problems. Um, we work with the World Resource Institute on deforestation. Now, what's really interesting is we work in that area. We're working with indigenous people that live in the forests, and they have there's similarity um, there. 
They have smartphones, do they? We well, we don't, but yeah, they they get they get given the the smartphones. I could Forest Watcher is my. I, you're not supposed to have favourites, but Forest Watcher is a real is really close to my heart because I think that particular app is a is a it kind of embodies everything that we want to do as an organisation. So, so what is Forest Watch? Right. So the way Forest Watcher uh, Forest Watcher is an app we. Um, uh, we produce with the World Resource Institute. So they're a big uh, INGO running out of, uh, they're headquartered in Washington, but they're, they're all over the um, world. Their whole thing is they want to provide data and information about the world's resources and how, it, how they're being basically depleted to the world to say, look, here's all this information, you know, and we should be able to, we want to share this information with you so that you're aware of it. And here are tools that you can use to help to, uh, you know, stop them being depleted, basically. So the way Forest Watcher works, um, it's uh, it's an app that runs, you have, there's a, the University of Maryland have this machine, uh, this machine learning algorithm thing, that, and it checks satellite imagery, compares it over time and is looking for areas of deforestation and then when it sees if it thinks it has spotted some it creates an alert for that Um, and then what we do is we take that and we send it to somebody who is monitoring that area of uh, forest to say hey this looks like there's deforestation happening okay so it's you know it's kind of it's this straightforward enough that is quite complex under the hood but that's the basic application uh for it now when it first got um developed conceptually what was being thought was we'll give the people that are monitoring the forest so forest rangers or like local law enforcement or whoever it is this is great for them. We can send them this information. So, you know, if you've got 10 guys and a couple of trucks that have got, and they've got to monitor a million hectares of the Amazon rainforest, they're not going to be able to cover all of it all at once. Um, so, uh, you know, we can send them this data. They can get straight there and they can sort the problem out. Brilliant. This is great. You know, so uh, we produce the thing. It's, you know, it's in, in its kind of first inter- iteration. When they go to launch it to the um, uh, the people that are going to be using it, they they were all a bit like, okay, well, a mo- most of the time we know it's happening, um, and we don't do anything about it because that's how our economy runs. Um, or it's like, well, cool, but we, you know, that's you know, because if it's uh, you know, we it's a drug cartel that's right. doing it, and we're not going to you know, going to interfere with them. So they were a bit, it was a really like, oh God, this is, (laughs) what chance have we got? You know, the people that are supposed to be looking after this, it's quite corrupt and they're sort of shrugging the shoulders. And this is, and this was across, um, you know, uh, different environments. But, uh, so it was a bit like, oh, okay. So, but what, what was really interesting was they have a network of uh, local kind of non-government organizations that work out in the, Amazon and in uh, Madagascar and Indonesia and places like that. And they are really interested in deforestation and they work with the people, the indigenous people that live in the forests and they care about it because it's where they live and they don't want it to get destroyed because Unilever can plant some cheap uh, palm oil or, or whoever is, maybe I shouldn't, well, bad enough Unilever, fuck them. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah, they, they really, really care about it. So they wanted to use the they, they use it. 
and they they uh, so the the NGOs provide the indigenous people with this because a cheap Android device is like you know it's pence compared to well, it's not pence but it's you know it's like sort of ten twenty thirty dollars or whatever so you can distribute a few of those um, with the app uh, in installed on it and you're putting in the hands they they can then go and um, do the ground truce bit, which is finding the deforestation, marking it out. Um, they a it's better for monitoring exactly what's going on, and then what they do is it produces reports um, that they can uh, then circulate with the media, and the media does have they're the people that will um, you know can start to lobby organisations and things like that. So that it becomes a PR issue, which is a more powerful thing than. Uh, you know, necessarily the local law enforcement. And the reason I love it so much is because you're putting that is such a powerful thing. You're putting all the power of geostationary satellites, GPS, um, you know, mobile technology, the internet in the hands of people that never had it before. They didn't have a say. They couldn't, they weren't going to stand up to uh, Procter and Gamble, let's pick someone else, or whoever it was that was that was causing the issues. They didn't have the power to do that. By putting that in their hand, you're giving them the power to do that, um, and they can find these areas of uh, uh, and they and they're monitoring about. Uh, I think at last thing, it's about 12 million kilometers squared of the world's rainforest is being monitored by the uh by the platform and it's the lion's share of it is by people that live in it um and they just couldn't do it before so and that for me that is the power of that software can have for people is you can do it in a very affordable way that is incredible actually and just to have to be able to give power to the the little people literally a small group of people to be able to highlight um you know things that are being done wrong effectively yeah absolutely it's 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 trying and it's you know i'm not saying it solves all the problems but you can really level or start to level the playing field a bit between you know big corporations particularly in the environment environmental space where that you know they're 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 sort of wreaking havoc on the um you know on the world's resources and 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 we're only just starting to feel it the people that live in these areas have been feeding it for years and years and years and years and years so um and they are super passionate about it and it also generates a whole world of like ux and ui um uh, problems because when you're sort of dealing with someone that's potentially never used a mobile phone it's wow that's <laughs> a whole new ball game but uh but and really the other sorry the other reason why i love that one so much is when i talk about that kind of impacts of team sport if you think of the amount of people that different organizations that have been involved in getting that device into the uh into the person's hand that can do something with it that you've got uh you know as i said university of maryland you've got the wri you've got the local ngos you've got the indigenous people themselves you've got us all working together you know to try to deliver that uh, collaborating for a common cause with a um it goes in that whole um vision you know everyone's striving for a vision of you know doing something positive and i suppose and that has obviously a it obviously has a positive impact on yourself because you you know you're really enthused about it. But I'd imagine that it has a positive impact likewise with the people who you know who work for Three Sided Cube. They have a you know sense of fulfilment. Oh man, yeah, 
the, 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 you know the guys the guys love it the, the, the um you know they they come to us to it's it's interesting actually because it sort of causes its own uh sort of pressures because people come come to us because they want to work on stuff that's going to make a difference um so what that does mean is that we have to keep finding the projects that make a difference and that is you know there's um uh, that's not always the easiest uh the easiest thing to do but when you do and you are having that it's you can, you know, they, they, any positive feed, and this is probably the same for any organisation, I presume. But like the the feedback we get from people when they're talking about those, not necessarily the 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 client saying, "Oh, thanks, guys, love working with you" or stuff like that. That's all great, and we love that, and it's brilliant. But the stuff that really kind of hits is the. Uh, when we're getting the feedback from somebody who's who, where it's had the impact. So when we've had, again, I use bit as an example because they're a much smaller charity. But when we've had parents give us feedback about how, you know, it's a godsend for them that they've got this information in their hand and they can do stuff with it, or you know, when it's when it when a someone's managed to get out of their house to escape a tornado, or you know, the feedback that we get from the. Uh, those guys out in the in the forest that's like the absolute gold and it's you know it's 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 just it's an amazing so it's it sort of, of ticks the boxes of um, positive impact for people society and environment because the three examples you've just mentioned there are exactly those type of things the people the families directly um, yeah. with their children the the fact that communities can prepare for um, and make arrangements for um you know yeah, oncoming potential disasters yeah. and then obviously environmental and people together with you know the um forest watcher app yeah, yeah i mean they're so it's interesting how because it's quite often people talk about it people plan it per, you know but more and more they're so intertwined i mean the the the, the impact that we're going to have um the environment, the, the impact we're having on the environment is going to affect people. So, from a humanitarian point of view, that's going to be huge, huge. The, um, particularly when you look at uh, immigration, refugees, stuff like that, is is that's massively impacted by um, by the environment, as is the the natural disaster because it's the weather that you know causes it all. Um, so, uh, and that's we're seeing that increase more and more particularly kind of you, you sort of you get torrents of tornadoes now it's pretty crazy what's going on but and so and on that positive story. note we're just <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's it, it's so true that it's um the people i've spoken to already um they have um there's always this underlying you don't know you think you're going to be talking about technology and you then realise you're talking about people, and then you yeah. think you're talking about a charity that's working for the environment, and actually it comes back to people. And there's an underlying thread in all the ones, yeah. all the uh, conversations I've had so far. It boils down to people doing good things for people, um, and yeah. you know that yeah, yeah. opens up doors of bigger picture stuff whether that's environment or whether that's you know uh societal things but if you start the yeah the underlying thread is if you start small and it's a personal thing with someone if you're helping someone practically 
it helps them if you're helping that person from a technological point of view because you've given them tools to understand what's wrong with their child or it's positive yeah. impact, it's positive impact, it makes them feel better, makes you feel better, breeds community spirit, you know, and relationships. Um, so yeah, yeah. it is, it's, it's weird how it all comes back to the person to person. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think there's something we kind of um, uh, quite often say to uh, to people as well is once, and, and we've been on that, I think what's kind of interesting for us is we've been on that journey where we weren't always just for good. But there's definitely a point where when you're doing the positive impact stuff and you see the results of it, it's genuinely like, why would you do anything else? What's the? It, it makes everything else seem really kind of, pointless is is um one of a better word because it's just like once you start seeing the impact of what you can do the doing anything else just seems yeah like i say pointless it's um uh why why would you not get that great yeah uh, feeling i agree totally um but excellent well i think that um that's a good way to end where this conversation um, it's been great talking to you and very insightful um and um i'm glad we managed to get um, chatting and it was managed to get organized because I think that although I was a bit concerned that because you your technology goes to other areas and they do the 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 work in inverted commas actually it's not the case it's not so some gray area it is you, what you do does have a positive direct impact so I'd like to congratulate you and say it's been great talking to you oh thanks man it's been a pleasure been a pleasure 